Good evening, friends, and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is Old Hat, and I'm glad you're here this evening. Uh, if I sound different, it's because I have a different piece of equipment to record all this on. And if I sound confused, it's because it's a very complicated piece of equipment, and I don't know how it works. <laughs> so you're my guinea pigs tonight. I've uh, I've played with it. I've tinkered with it. It's got, uh, man, it's got a lot of buttons and sliders and flashing lights and there's cables coming in and out of it and you know just so you know that I'm not all that technically competent um, I was having an issue and I had my favorite son come over and check on this stuff (laughs) you know my favorite is the one that's helping me at that moment and he said well I've discovered part of the problem your microphone's on backwards so (laughs) <laughs> okay, if you don't even know which is the front, and I still don't know how he knew which was which, but uh, but I'm leaving it here, so maybe you can hear me better than you did last time. And speaking of last time, it's been a while, but it has been wild around here. How about your place? Do you even remember Christmas? It was like a month ago, and it seems like two years ago things have been so busy around here. We've had some work that we needed to get done around our house for about a year and couldn't find anybody to do it. Pandemic, nobody was working. They couldn't come over. Well, we finally found somebody, and so it's hard to find time in the day to podcast because there's uh, people running in and, the house, in and out of the house all the time and running saws and making noise, and that does not make a good podcast, saws running in the background. So it's taken a while to find a quiet evening, but here we are. And I am really, really glad that you're here. And I hope, no matter how this equipment works out, that we have a nice time together just to relax here at the end of the day. It is cold here, and I shouldn't be complaining because it's a lot colder where a lot of you are. Uh, My friends out in Amarillo, hello. It was like 15 below or some crazy number today. Here it's 26, and I'm kind of whiny about it, but that's nothing compared to what a lot of the country is going through. Got a boy in Tulsa, and it was 12 or something up there. As another friend of mine said up there, that's just disrespectful. That's too cold. Can the weather disrespect you? I don't know, but it sure feels like it, doesn't it? My face hurts when it's that cold. <laughs> and Emmy Lou the Wonder Dog is not really happy to spend this much time in the house. She prefers to be running chasing a ball, and there's only so much time place in the house you can play tennis ball with a border collie because man she likes to run not a long distance to run in the house so that's been a challenge she's just bored i told her to hibernate just pretend you're a bear and hibernate you know bears just sleep all winter long that's pretty smart but i haven't figured out how to do that myself have you figured that out because i think that's a neat trick if you can get away with it So after last year's cold snap, about this same time, as soon as it started getting cold, we started checking the batteries and the flashlights, and we started checking on the generator, and we started making sure that we had a plan. Because last time when the power went out, you know, sometimes when the power goes out anymore, you go, well, it'll be on in a little while. You know, that's only recently true around here. We live kind of out in the country, and Ten years ago, if the power went out, you just went ahead and started pulling water into the bathtub and you started making your plans to find candles and batteries. And But it's gotten better and a lot of people are not sure that's true. But trust an old guy. It's a lot better than it used to be. 
we had a nice storm here 22 years ago, I think, and it was just awful. No power for a week, and uh, we had hot water, uh, but no power. And we had a, a stove, a wood stove, so we had a lot of warmth, and so friends would come to our house and take showers because they were out of both. So it's definitely better than it used to be, but we don't like it. And so we find all of our lanterns and lay out heavier blankets and quilts and just get ready to be cold if that's what's going to happen. I bet you do stuff like that, too, because you're smart. Now, I used to have a dog named Toby, and I've told you about Toby before. Great dog, wonderful dog. My bride is convinced that Toby was actually an angel, that he wasn't really a dog, that he was a guardian angel in dog form. And he saved my life enough times that I kind of am tempted to believe her too. <laughs> but it makes me worry about how I treated him sometimes. You shouldn't treat an angel like that. I treated him like a dog. That's the problem with that. <laughs> we had a real cold snap years ago out at the ranch. And I had to go out there and check on the livestock. You know, you have to feed your chickens and you have to feed your cows and your horses. And you have to just check on things you got to make sure they have water and stuff like that. And so I was headed out. I bundled up and I went out to the truck. And anytime I went anywhere, Toby jumped in the back of the truck and went with me. Well, it was too cold to ride in the back of the truck. And so I told him to get out. And he got out. I got in the truck and he jumped in the bed of the truck. And I got out and said, get out. And he got out and slunk off a little bit. And I got back in the truck and turned around. And then he got in the truck. I stopped, went, get out. And he got out, and I made it almost to the mailbox when he uh, jumped in the back as I was turning left. So he was determined to go with me, and I went, well, all right, but you can't ride in the back. you got to ride in the front with me. So I stopped, and I got out, and I opened the door, and I made him get out, and he tried to go home. I went, no, 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 come here, and I petted him and rubbed his ears, and he sat there at my feet and was just so happy with that. And I said, all right, now come up here, and I patted the seat, and he looked, and I said, all right, get in the truck. And he ran around and jumped in the back. And I went, no, get out of the truck. Come up here. And he, he did. He was confused, but he came up there, and I patted the floorboard. And went. Now, he could jump over the truck, could Toby. He was a great jumper, but he acted like it was too hard to get in the truck. And he put his feet up on the floorboard and went, all right, now, get in the truck. And he ran around to the back and jumped in the bed of the pickup truck. And, y'all, I tried everything I could think of to put that dog in the front seat. I finally just picked him up, which was not easy because he usually weighed about 110 pounds in the winter. We worked him down to about 90 in the summer. But in the winter, he put on his heavy self, and I gained a little weight in the summer, in the winter and work it off in the summer. And last, I saw my cardiologist in January, and his comment about me was, well, you look like you've wintered on good grass. So I'm, I'm putting on my winter poundage to, so I could hibernate, right? That would be a great plan. I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> and, you know, by the way, my heart is fine. I go see the cardiologist every year just to make sure my heart is fine. And he said, I told him, I sat out in the lobby, and when I get in to see him, I say, I bet I'm the youngest, healthiest man you're going to see all day. And he says, you're going to be the youngest healthiest man I'm going to see all month. And the reason is because you started in coming in here when you were young. That's what makes it work. So I'm doing right. I'm doing what he tells me, mostly. Kind of like Toby. He was doing what I told him to do, mostly. Except he wouldn't get in the cab of the truck because that's where I went. And he went in the back. That was just his spot. So I pick this big old dog up and I try and put him in the front. 
and he gets his paws all around the door and I push and I push and I can't get him in and I try and shove him through. I go around and open the other door, think maybe he feels like he's going to be trapped or something. So, But he's not going in. He won't get in on the driver's side and he won't get on the passenger side. And I'm cold and tired and frustrated. And I said, fine, just get in the truck and freeze to death then, you moron. And so he jumped in the truck and he was so happy. So I get in the truck and I drive into town and I figure by the time I get to the gas station, he's going to change his mind and he's going to get in the front. So we get to the gas station because you can't afford to run out of gas in the wintertime because that heater is very important. And out on the ranch where it is possible to get three miles from a telephone, this was before cell phones, you didn't want to run, you didn't ever turn your truck off in the wintertime because if it died, there was no way to crank it back up it's too far to walk when it's below freezing outside so i stopped by the gas station in town to fill up and uh, i went in to pay and i came out and i was pumping the gas and he was up in the bed of the truck and a sheriff and a police department a police officer drove up now see if i had an editor right now I would fix that, sheriff's officer, police officer, police department. <laughs> but I don't have an editor right now. So if you want to volunteer, let me know. But otherwise, we're just going to have to deal with me making mistakes. We can do that, right? There's grace enough for that. Anyway, I'm pumping gas, and my dog is very happy in the back of the truck. And this deputy pulls up and gets out of his car and comes over to me with a real mean look on his face and told me that somebody had called him and reported that I was abusing this dog. And I said, I'm sorry, do what? Y'all, everybody in town knew my dog. Probably somebody called and said he's abusing Toby. And they went, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> I went into an, an eyeglass shop in another town an hour away. And the girl working the desk said, are you Toby's daddy? And so the dog was pretty famous. And Anyway, this policeman's like, you know, that's, you're just doing wrong. That's a, you're, I was committing some sort of crime, I guess, because I wouldn't put the dog in the cab. And I said, I've tried to put him in the cab and he won't go. And he didn't believe me. So I told Toby, get out of the truck. And he did. And he ran over and he sat down and I petted him and the policeman petted him. I opened my front door and said, all right, get in the truck. And he got in the back. And the policeman said, that's real cute. But if you don't put him in the front, you're going to have a problem with me. And I, I couldn't figure out how to convince the policeman that I wanted the dog in the front, but the dog wouldn't go. And I thought for a minute, and I looked that man in the eye, and I said, I will give you $50 if you can put my dog in the front of my truck. That's where I want him. I can't get him there. And he said, I'm sorry, what? I said, I'll give you $50 if you can put my dog in the front seat of my truck. And he said, you're kidding. I said, no, sir, I'd appreciate it. Alive, don't shoot him. But if you can get him in the front seat, I'd really appreciate that. And I told him, you know, what commands the dog would follow and backed up and watched the show for a while and watched the policeman pick up my dog and try and put him in the front seat. And he wouldn't go. And I couldn't get him in. And the policeman couldn't get him in. And finally, the policeman said, well, I don't know what to tell you, but I guess I'm not going to have to write you a ticket or anything because the dog's just too stupid getting the truck. And when he said get in the truck, Toby jumped in the back and just grinned like an idiot. And the policeman went, all right, well, good luck with that. <laughs> he drove off, and I got back, and it was a good show, y'all. Watching a policeman try and put your dog in your truck is a show. It really isn't. It didn't cost me a dime. It was free. I just had to stand there in the cold for a while, and it was well, well worth it. 
So I drove out to the ranch and I checked all the stock and my dumb dog's back there just having the best time. He doesn't seem bothered by the cold at all. And I count all the cows and make sure that there's water available and it's not. So I have to get on the tractor and drive out and break open the creek down there. We've opened all the gates at this point and cattle are just, you know, going wherever they can. And I was breaking open the creek and, and they were drinking from that spot. You couldn't break open the the trough, they were just frozen solid. So I'd get on the big tractor and drive down to the creek with the hay spear on the front and stab the spear down into the creek ice, and that would let water run up on top and the cattle would lick it up. Y'all, it was a hard winter. <laughs> that is not a fun way to make a living. But the dog ran with me the whole time, and then when I got back to my truck, he hopped in the back, just like he always did, and I drove up the road a little bit to the vet clinic where they had coffee all the time and a heater. So I was happy to get inside. I didn't have any of that at the barn. And it was pretty quiet that day, so Happy and I were sitting out in the lobby, the vet, and I was telling him what had happened with the policeman and the dog, and he said, well, I'll tell you, Hat, dogs like Toby have an extra layer of fat that protects them. I said, really? Well, I know he does get a little fat in the winter. Is that what you mean? He said, no, I mean they've got an extra layer of fat around their brains. And they just, you can't communicate with them that way. They get habits and they just are going to do it their way and there's nothing you can do about it. But the cold isn't going to hurt that dog. Don't worry about it. So I didn't worry about it. Now, I don't leave my dogs outside in this kind of weather either. You got to make sure everything's got to have shelter when it's this cold, just like you and I do. So one of my friends said, if you leave your dog out on a night like this, I hope you sleep out there with it and see how it feels. So... But my dog is in the house. I bet your animals are taken care of, too. They don't have to be in the house with you. I know a friend that uh, that brought a tent in her living room and filled it up with straw and brought her chickens in and put them in the tent. That was her way of dealing with the, the cold. I thought that was pretty smart. Better than having chickens running around your house, surely. <laughs> but you got to take care of yourself and all your animals when it's this cold because, man, it is cold out there tonight. I thought I'd read you, uh, that's the story, in case you wondered, Toby the dog, that's your story for the evening. But I thought I'd read you something from Psalm 118. Now I have this habit when I pray for people that I put their name into Scripture. So it's God's Word, right? The Bible's God's Word. He said it and wrote it down for us, and so we can read that and know that He approves of those words. But if you say it back to Him, why, that's like praying His words back to Him. That's got to be a good thing, I think. And when I pray for you, especially if I know your name, I do this for you. And so I thought you might like an example of what it sounds like. And this is from Psalm 118, which is just right in the middle of the Bible. So what I do is with the psalm, I'll just where it says Israel or he or my, I'll just put in your name. And so I'm going to use several of my friends' names as I read through this. And you'll kind of get the idea what I'm talking about. Psalm 18. And it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And this is how I change it up. Let Melissa say, His love endures forever. Let the house of Amber say, His love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. In Beth's anguish she cried to the Lord, and He answered her by setting her free. The Lord is withholding. He will not be afraid. What can man do to him? The Lord is with Vanessa. He is her helper. She will look in triumph on her enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. 
It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Amen. And that's true. It is better to trust in the Lord than other stuff. But that's kind of how I pray for you. That kind of gives you an idea of, of how I do that when I read a psalm. If I've been thinking about you, why, I'll just plug your name in there. And God will hear from you, uh, hear from me about you using his own words. I think that's kind of cool. You can try that too if you want to. I love praying through the 23rd psalm that way. That's a good one. Probably the best known of all the psalms. I've probably read it more than any of the other psalms. Have you read it? I bet you have. It's a good one. Well, it's been a while since I've done one of these and sung a lullaby to you, so I've got another one for you that you might like. I uh, actually started putting together all of my lullabies that I sing by the artist that I know them from onto a Spotify playlist, and I shared it, made it public, so uh, you can listen to those songs the way I learned them. Maybe you'll like them better than my singing, or not. Maybe you like my singing. Somebody this week told me how much they enjoyed this. And so that made me feel good and gives me the courage to try another one. I always tell people the thing to remember is these are songs that I have sung to babies. And you're not a baby. I know that. But uh, but if you were one of my babies, you would have heard this song from me. And so when you hear it, this isn't me trying to be a big performer. This is just me singing a sweet lullaby to somebody I think is sweet. This one's called I Believe in You, and it's by a young woman named Bethany Dillon, and I just love it, and it says an awful lot of what I feel about you, and it goes like this. When there's nothing to believe in, I believe in you. Forget the past and let my hand in yours be the proof. Though the strong could be my company, you're the one I choose, so remember, I believe in you. I know it feels like every eye is watching you, waiting for you to fall, expecting you to lose. But I see victory, so all you have to do is remember, I believe in you. I believe even when I see you crying. I believe, let me dream for you. When nothing comes from trying, oh, remember, I believe in you. There will come a day when love will lift you out of here. There will come a day when love will bring the truth. There will come a day when love will free you from your fears. And you'll remember, I believe in you. I believe even when I see you crying. I believe, let me dream for you. When nothing comes from trying, oh, remember, I believe in you. I really do. I believe in you. I really do. And I also believe that the best is yet to come. 